0: Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, September six. U.S. equity futures are ticking higher so far this morning. So S and P futures are up nineteen points. That's about forty seven basis points. Dow futures are up a similar percent, up about one hundred and thirty points. That's about forty two basis points. And then Nasdaq futures are outperforming modestly, up about seventy eight points, which works out to sixty five uh, basis points. Uh, the major European indices are trading flat to up about 15 basis points um you're seeing outperformance in europe in autos staples retail real estate you're seeing underperformance in basic resources energy and utilities and then asia was mixed um, japan finished flat to down uh shanghai comp mainland china traded very well shanghai comp was up about 1.1 percent um and the Hang sang finished down about 12 basis points so a lot of moving pieces this morning. Um, you know, obviously, you have to go back about three days for the long holiday weekend for the U.S. And then, um, you know, Friday afternoon, you had that very discouraging sell-off into the uh, weekend on the Nord Stream headline. So, Russia came out Friday, said they were going ge- to, they will be keeping the Nord Stream pipeline offline um, indefinitely. You know, they're blaming this Siemens issue, um, which is just kind of pretext for um, weaponizing energy supplies into Europe. So. Clearly not positive, but I think, you know, just to take a step back, this pipeline had been only providing about 10% of Germany's gas in the last several weeks because they've already been um, cutting down capacity on it. They was only shipping about 20% of its capacity even before they uh, took it offline for maintenance. So, and in the near term, there's really not a material impact to um, the actual amount of energy sitting in Europe for consumption. So, European gas storage levels have hit. Their targets in most countries earlier than anticipated. Um, again, that pipeline has only been providing a small amount of gas to Germany in recent weeks. And now you have a lot of countries rolling out various forms of financial assistance to consumers and companies to help mitigate the fallout from higher energy costs. Um, you know, I don't necessarily think this should be considered fiscal stimulus, quote unquote. I know that's kind of the um, impression that some people have in the market. Um, but clearly, governments are acting aggressively in Europe um, to help kind of shelter the region from the fallout from energy costs. So gas prices in Europe rose yesterday, um, but they're giving a lot of that back this morning. Um, on the oil side, you had a surprise decision yesterday from OPEC to cut output by 100,000 barrels per day. That's only reverses what they did last month when they increased production by 100,000 barrels per day. So kind of getting back to flat, Brent prices Rallied three percent yesterday, giving a lot of that back this morning. Um, again, I don't necessarily think it shifts so much the um, the near term supply demand backdrop, especially given that you have a lot of OPEC countries already undershooting their production quotas, and then also, you know, there's increased concerns about consumption. Um, and I think that's one of the big takeaways from OPEC is you know clearly they are growing a little bit less optimistic about. The um, backdrop for oil demand, um, and that's one of the silver linings from the COVID restrictions in China is you're seeing gas and oil demand from that country fall short of expectations. That's that's providing somewhat of a bailout for Europe. Um, you know, one of the one of the reasons why Europe has been so successful in increasing gas storage levels has been China selling its surplus LNG to Europe, uh, just because it's not consuming as much as it initially thought. Um, so that's you know dominating the narrative is the situation in Europe with energy and Russia. Um, you know there's a ton of news out over the last uh, three sessions. So you know obviously take a look at the piece for more detail. Um, but those are kind of the major themes and trends. You did have an RBA uh, meeting, so the RBA hiked rates fifty basis points as was widely expected. But the accompanying language um, contained kind of a dovish pivot suggesting that they are approaching the neutral level on rates um you know so they have f- further tightening to go but um you did see a, a modest dovish tweak in the uh, accompanying language brazil also su- suggesting they may have just kind of one hike left before they're finished with their tightening cycle um and then you know the us is approaching that point as well um you know so a lot of debate whether it's 50 or 75 basis points from the fed on the 21st i kind of think that misses the point um u.s remains in the state of disinflation and the fed is approaching the end stages of its tightening cycle so that really is i think kind of the north star for this market u.s disinflation fed policy approaching its end stages um and so long as that kind of remains the case i think that you're going to have um you know i think the bias is to the upside for the market especially as as we're below uh you know as we fell below four thousand again on friday um Again, a lot of other items to know. We'll so take a look at the piece for the calendar this week. Well, starting for the with the calendar for today, you have the services ISM at 10 a.m. Um, you have a couple of earnings after the close, nothing too major. And then um, a lot of sell-side conferences will be taking place this week, starting today. So you're going to get a lot of updates from companies about the state of Q3 business trends. Um, this will be a very important catalyst. Um, you know, I don't think you're going to have to see companies really aggressively guide down Um When guidance was first set back in um, in July, you know we were kind of at the lows in the market. There was a lot of macro, uh, uh, a lot of macro uncertainty. I think that kind of influenced how companies provided guidance for the second half. So we're in a better state today than we were back in July. Um, And as a result, I don't think you have to see companies slash outlooks. You're obviously not going to see a lot of upside pre announcements, but. Um, you know, I don't think, again, I think there had been a concern that um, companies would talk down expectations. I don't necessarily think that's going to have to happen. Uh, the two big macro events for this week will be the ECB and Powell speech. Both of those take place Thursday. Um, you know, so I have previews for all those that I've been sending around. Um, so take a look on the website for that. Um, you also have China import export data tomorrow morning. You have China's inflation numbers Friday morning. Um, European energy ministers will be meeting Friday to discuss various different uh, measures that can be taken uh, to help mitigate the fallout from um, the uh, Russian gas supply restrictions. So that is everything for today, Tuesday, September 6. Thank you for listening.